Well, every September there's a few questions that uh, I start to hear. Um, one of those is, what do you think, how do you think Ohio State's going to do? I think they're going to have a great September. I, I predict that they will go undefeated this September, uh, probably October, November, and December as well. Um, we'll see what happens in, in January. So uh, I, I know those questions. Those are easy questions. Um, some other questions that I've been dealing with this week. How to count to 100 by fives. Friday, I got that down. I can do that with the best of the first graders at West Hanover Elementary. Um, I learned how to do that this week. Uh, I can also do tens. Uh, I've worked that out on Friday as well. Um, but there's one question or, or a group of questions that I've been getting asked kind of over and over in the last couple of weeks. And the first of those questions is this. When are we going back? Or of uh, a variance of that question, is your church back? Or how is your congregation coming back? Never have I heard the same question uh, in such a short span of time over and over and over from, from different people, people within the congregation, people outside of the congregation. I was at a family gathering uh, last weekend, and... Um, a, a relative of, uh, of an in-law said, are you back? Is your church back? Now let me start by saying, first of all, I know what everyone means. Everyone wants to know when we will be back in the sanctuary or the fellowship hall, worshiping again. When are we going to be back with our Sunday school classes in the building? When are we uh, going to be doing ministry again in the building? Or they want to know what it will look like when we gather again. And I get that there's comfort in the familiar. 2020 has been a very disorienting year for all of us. I mean, just everything that we are normally doing has been turned upside down. I normally send my kids off to school every morning. And this year, I walk to the bus two days a week. And the other ones, we have them sitting in, in different rooms trying to do their own thing, trying to keep them focused on the work that they're supposed to be doing and not getting distracted by all of the other things that they can have access to on their Chromebook or their computer or their tablet. 2020 has been very disorienting. And so I get the question, when are we going back? But let me answer the question, when are we going back? That's an easy answer. Maybe hard for us to hear, but it's an easy answer. When are we going back? We aren't. Never. Because first of all, that's not the way time works. We can't get into a, a souped-up DeLorean car and go back to the future. Um, those of you younger... Uh, there's a movie series that you have to watch to get that reference. Um, it's a good one. You've got some time on your hands. Go watch it. We're not going back. You know, a lot of us at Spring Creek have spent a lot of time thinking and praying over a lot of different kinds of questions, thinking of ways to help 
look out for the Spring Creek Church of the Brethren family and, and ways of ministering to our neighbors, to those around us, to the school, to families. We've been considering questions about physical health needs as we think about vulnerable people, people with pre-existing conditions or comorbidities, our doctors tell us. We've been looking at questions of how do we adequately clean and sanitize our building, how do we ventilate our building in the best way. And um, I don't know if this is encouraging, discouraging, but the experts don't know the answers to all of those questions right now. There's studies being done uh, this fall on the best kind of ventilation. How do we do the best we can realizing that we cannot eliminate all risks? And how do we care for one another's mental health? And that's not an easy question because uh, just for example, some are anxious about returning to in-person gatherings. And, and when they think about being back with a group, they, they grow anxious thinking about um, is everyone taking the proper precautions? Am I taking the proper precautions? What about my, my health? Uh, what risks do I have? At the same time, others are anxious if they don't return, if they don't see one another, if we're not physically present with one another. They get anxious from those thoughts. So this morning we're looking at a story about God leading God's people out into unfamiliar territory, unfamiliar places, calling them to follow him wherever he leads. So as we dive a little bit more into this passage from Exodus 13, would you pray with me? Jesus, uh, we're not sure what to think. We're not sure where we're at. Uh, we're not sure what comes next. Help us to find hope um, in this passage. Help us to turn our hearts and uh, our minds to you to follow your spirit. And I pray that you would speak to us this morning through me or despite me and definitely through your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's a little bit of context of Exodus chapter 13. The people of Israel, remember, had received the promise, the Abrahamic covenant, uh, which God had told Abraham that he was going to bless all nations through Abraham's line. And that was quite a shock to Abraham because at the time he had no children. And through a, a series of events, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, never the one that you think is going to be the one to be blessed. God's kind of creating his own storyline, creating his own path uh, towards this blessed people. And then Joseph brings, ends up bringing uh, the descendants down to Egypt as they try and avoid a famine. And then they spend the next 400-some years in slavery in Egypt. At this point in the story of Exodus chapter 13, the people of Israel have just witnessed the plagues that have ravaged the Egyptians. When we get to the end of that story, the, we, experience, we read about the Passover story as the people of Israel put 
blood on their, their doorposts. The destroyer passes over them and takes the firstborn of all of the Egyptians. In fact, this touches Pharaoh's own household. And as a result, in verse 17, we heard it read, when Pharaoh let the people go. Now, that kind of sounds very passive. Like Pharaoh finally said, yeah, go ahead. You can leave now. You've been asking for so long. I'm finally tired of hearing from you. I'll let you go. (coughs) Excuse me. But literally, the words there means he hurled them out. He drove them out. He wanted to get rid of them. He was sick and tired of seeing them, and he wanted the Israelites to go. He wants them gone now. So God leads the people of Israel out by a rather unexpected path. See, God knows the potential challenges that the people could face. And he doesn't lead them by the expected path. He knows that uh, they're going to have to face the Philistines at some point in their story. The Philistines stand between them and the promised land. And so they're going to have to face them at some point, but not now. God knows they're not ready for that challenge, that experience right now. There will be time to deal with the Philistines later But now is not Yahweh's timing for that showdown. Instead, they take a roundabout way through the wilderness. Yahweh takes them the way he does for reasons that only Yahweh sees and knows, but it's not the direct expected route. So Yahweh, in a a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, leads the people of Israel into the wilderness. And the people of Israel will end up wandering the wilderness for 40 years. They will complain about not having enough water. They will will complain about not having enough food, the kind of food, too much bread, not enough meat, too much meat, not the right kind of meat. It's hot, it's cold, I'm tired, there's sand, etc., etc., etc. And they actually begin to prefer returning to Egypt. But you can't go back. Now, I'm not suggesting that our before the pandemic, before COVID, I'm not suggesting that that was Egypt. I'm not suggesting that we had it bad. Although, you know, this pandemic has revealed some things about the American church, about the way we, we deal with things. This, this is kind of amplified the, those uh, weaknesses that were already there. For example, one thing that uh, a number of people have seen in the American church is a, um, a focus solely on a Sunday morning experience. Not saying that that's necessarily what's happening at Spring Creek, but uh, in the the larger church, we've seen this emphasis just on a Sunday morning focus. Some congregations are finding their support networks within the congregations are lacking. They didn't have uh, relational connections outside of Sunday morning to, to lift one another up, to support one another, to help one another through this 
post-pandemic experience. Other congregations are finding an increased inability within the church to speak with one another on hard subjects like political division and race. And these weaknesses have been amplified in this time. So going back is not an option. Our world has changed, and we will only gradually become aware of all the impacts of this pandemic and and all of the, the social unrest that has happened since then. We'll only gradually become aware of how much this has impacted our society, the institutions of our society, and the church. Those cultural impacts have had and will have an impact on the church. One example, we have been aware of a digital revolution taking place in our culture. The pandemic has amplified this for the church and has made the church adapt. We've been forced to adapt. Years ago, colleges started uh, to online learning, distance learning, and that was something new that colleges were offering in an attempt to get more students to come to their university. Now all of our students are in some form of online digital learning from college down to kindergarten. It's revolutionized the way we learn. Some good, some bad. Churches have scrambled to adapt to forms of communication that basically we had largely ignored or had given only minor attention to. And in the process, our world is being trained how to receive information through digital means. Now, this doesn't mean that we just blindly adapt without considering what we're gaining and and what we're losing with digital expressions. But the church has dealt with communication revolutions before. When the printing press came along, it uh, it changed everything about the culture. And it helped fuel the, the Reformation. All of a sudden, people could read the Bible for themselves. People could read the teachings of Martin Luther and John Calvin. These weren't the first people to have the ideas that they did. But they were some of the first that could write about it and get it out to a a large audience of people. And guess what? We're going through a very similar kind of communications revolution right now. We've become aware of this revolution. We've been forced to adapt. And so there's no going back. So maybe a better question, a, a better way of asking what question I know that we're, is at the heart of what we want to know is where do we go from here? I like phrasing the question this way, not, not moving back, but how are we moving forward? And I wish that there was a visible pillar. I'd love the, the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire right now to lead us through, to, to answer all those questions for us, for, for us to know how it's best for us to be 
together again. What we do have is the community of faith that helps us discern where the Spirit is moving and, and leading our community. So I w- please understand that no one person is directing, but rather the community under the Lordship of Christ seeks to be attentive to the Spirit. And we are attempting to do this as the Spring Creek Church of the Brethren for the Spring Creek Church of the Brethren. So here's our current plan. I'm going to give you a plan. Now, before I do this, I have learned, if nothing else, in this pandemic to hold plans very loosely. Because several times I've attempted to come up with procedures, plans, things I thought we were going to do, and an hour later, it all changes. I, I started writing this in this past week, and some of that got changed just in this time. But here's the plan. Here's where we're moving today. Tonight, we have uh, our pop-up worship at 7 p.m. outside. You're invited to bring your chairs, wear your mask until you're seated. Please respect one another's space. We're trying to work out some kinks with sound and video, so hang in with us this evening. But this is an opportunity for us to be together, to worship together, to see one another's faces, to, to be present with one another, and it's good to be together. September 13th, uh, we were hoping to have worship Sunday morning outside, uh, but we're paving the parking lot. So next Sunday, we're going to be streaming again online. September 20th, We're going to be streaming our Sunday morning service, and then we're going to be having a harvest party outside at the church at 430. You can come, fellowship with one another, see one another, talk with one another. We'll we'll give each other the space we need, um, but we'll be together. And then we're going to have a pop-up worship service at 6 p.m. on September 20th. October 4th, we're going to be meeting for Tailgate Love Feast. You can come with your your family, bring a picnic lunch. We'll have a little bit more details about how we'll do exactly the the communion and the feet washing. We'll give you more details uh, when we figure out those logistics. But October 4th, we'll be having Love Feast, and we'll be trying to stream that. If you're not comfortable being here in person, uh, we should be able to stream that and make that available. Our children and youth... Look for some outdoor opportunities. Check your Remind app or your, uh, your text messages that come from Missy and Michelle to find out more about what the, the children and youth are doing with the Live on the Lawn or uh, the Bonfire and some other activities that are coming up. Uh, look for more information there. Our sermon series, the rest of September is going to be going back and looking at our vision statement as the the Spring Creek Church of the Brethren, which is growing, sharing, serving, connected by Jesus. This is who we we said we were, and this is who we are. And, And we want to figure out how we can continue to grow, share, and serve, and connect one another, connect others to Jesus. Who we are hasn't changed. You know, one of the interesting things in this story 
of the people leaving Egypt is the way that they go back and they honor this promise that Joseph had made them make, and they take the bones of Joseph along with them out of Egypt. They've been in Egypt for 400 years. Think of how many people have lived and died in Egypt, and yet Joseph is the one that they take his bones with them. Joseph is their their link to their heritage, to their tradition, to their covenant. He's their, their link back to the God of Abraham who has promised to bring them and put them in this promised land. Our past, our nostalgia for the past can hold us back, but there's also a good way of carrying the past forward, carrying our our heritage and our faith into the future to remind us of God's faithfulness and God's promise. And so while we can't go back, we have to move forward. We take with us all of who we are and how God has moved in the past and our, our faith, our tradition, our heritage, our, our practices, our, our belief in Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. We take that with us and we figure out how to adapt and move into the future. And so I'm asking you to hang in with us. As a congregation, we need to keep seeking the Spirit together. There's not a flaming pillar this time to lead us into the wilderness. And so we need to give one another grace. Folks are dealing with a lot of stuff right now. And, of course, Moses didn't make everyone happy. In fact, everyone seemed to grumble at one point or the other. And there's no Moses here at Spring Creek Church of the Brethren. So I'm pretty sure that we're not all going to always agree with one another. We're probably going to see things differently at some point. We need to hang in there together as we figure our way through an uncharted wilderness, trying to do our best to follow God's leading. We can't go back. We can only move forward. And hopefully, hopefully, it won't take us 40 years of wandering to, to figure it out and to move forward. Amen? I'm looking forward to being able to see you, to interact with you, uh, to be present with one another. I'm looking forward to new opportunities to minister, to proclaim Jesus, Lord and Savior in, in new ways. It's, it's the message that we've heard, but, but we proclaim it in, in new opportunities, new mediums. So I'm looking forward to ways that we can continue to grow, to share, and to serve our neighbors, our community, and one another connected by Jesus. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness. May he protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing. 
whether we're indoors or outdoors. Have a great week, Spring Creek.